Should dual instruction from a sport pilot CFI count toward the private certificate? I'm Paul Plack, and this is Aero News. Welcome into the Aero News special feature. Thanks for downloading us today. My guest is Bob Miller, CFI, proprietor of Bob Miller Flight Training Online, and publisher of Over the Airwaves, the journal for the proficient pilot, which has come out in email form for years now and takes a sometimes irreverent, certainly detached from politically correct look at some of our training and safety issues in the industry. And we're going to talk about one that I haven't seen an awful lot of people talk about yet today. Bob, thanks for joining us. Well, Paul, it's a pleasure to be here. Bob, when Sport Pilot and Light Sport Aircraft first came to be, part of the premise was this would be an entry level with reduced privileges and reduced training requirements to meet those reduced privileges, which would allow people to get a pilot certificate with fewer hours of specifically dual training. Um, And what has happened in the meantime is that uh, the idea that you could move up from sport pilot to private pilot using that previous aeronautical experience and training has been kind of tripped up by the fact that the FAA now is not allowing hours flown in dual instruction under a sport pilot CFI to count toward the private certificate. And in your quotable section, you mentioned a letter from EAA, AOPA, Gamma, and NAFI to the FAA in which they said, quote, the aeronautical experience obtained in pursuit of a sport pilot certificate should not be discredited, in essence, resetting the clock on aeronautical experience as if that sport pilot was initial student with no previous experience, unquote. You take issue with that, and I'd like you to explain to our listeners today why that is. First of all, let me let me state for the record that uh, a number I know a number of sport pilot only instructors, and the ones that I know are very good. They're excellent at what they do, and as you and I have discussed from time to time, uh, these sport pilot pilots uh, flying very light aircraft in gusty conditions, they develop consummate stick and rudder skills. Uh, and I've seen private pilots attempt to fly a sport pilot airplane and have a bit of difficulty with the the, the, the vagaries of that little light airplane. So the sport pilot instructor is, in most cases, a very qualified individual to teach sport pilot, teaching the skills required to fly uh, an airplane. But as we've learned over the years recently, it's not the lack of airmanship skills that are causing our terrible fatal accident rate. What is causing our fatal accident rate, uh, the major cause, is aeronautical decision-making weaknesses on the part of the pilot. Whether or not an individual can hold a course uh, from point A to point B, fly to constant altitude, uh, stay you know, on heading, on altitude, on airspeed, these are skills. The failure to do those kinds of things is not what's hurting us in the accident data. It's the changing weather conditions, going from point A to point B where you're going through three weather systems en route. Uh, it's the sudden penetration of unexpected IFR conditions. It's uh, flying a little longer than we expected to get home and finding ourselves flying at night. Uh, these are skills that the sport pilot only instructor may not have. Not, not in all cases, but in many cases, uh, the young CFI, sports CFI, may have never been more than 25 miles from home, certainly never flew at night, was never inside a cloud, uh, intentionally or otherwise, 
and then to allow that individual to have all of that time credited towards the pilot pilot certificate leaves could leave a major gap in aeronautical decision making ability now if we're talking only about 20 hours that's one thing but we could have a sport pilot receive 40 hours or more of sport pilot training in order to qualify as a sport pilot he just doesn't master the skill set necessary in the 20 hours allotted that pilot would have met the requirements, the time requirements for the private pilot. The only thing he's missing is three hours of night instruction, three hours of actual or simulated instrument instruction, and uh, cross-country beyond 25 miles or 50 miles for the private. Those are the critical aeronautical decision-making times that uh, we, we find already weak in the private pilot community. To further dilute that instruction by allowing an individual to provide much of that training who himself, by definition, has never experienced, is almost like expecting a CFII to teach instrument flying in the clouds who himself has never been in the clouds. It's, it's, it's just a weakening or watering down of an already very weak system, and that's my objection to it. All right, let me uh, let me propose some alternatives. What if a 45-hour dual-instructed sport pilot was only able to count a portion of that and still had to get, uh, you know, uh, say 20 hours of dual from a full-on CFI? There, now, now you're making a qualifier that might bring it a little bit closer to a, a better level. I still think, hear me on this, Paul, and I don't, I, I mean, no disrespect to my CFI colleagues when I say this, but there are a vast number of CFIs, full-fledged private pilot CFIs, who have very weak teaching and experiential skills. Now what these proponents of the sport pilot CFI, they're wanting to take that already weak body of CFIs and further weaken it by saying, let's add to that weak group of CFIs even less experienced sport pilot CFIs. You're taking what I'm, what I'm saying here is you're taking an already weakened system and making it even weaker. And that is not the direction we need to be taking general aviation today. Okay, when we come back from the break, let me talk for a minute about the economics of this situation. Bob Miller is my guest. We'll be back with more in a moment. I'm Paul Plack. You're listening to a special feature from Aero News. Freedom through control. Cirrus has completely reinvented the personal aircraft and the entire experience of owning a personal aircraft. It's a bold new take on private aviation that we call Cirrus Flying 2.0. You set the schedule. You chart the course. You're in control. Piperjet. Pipermatch. Global expansion. Meridian, Mirage, Matrix, and more. With so much happening at Piper, how can I possibly keep up? Get informed. Get involved at Facebook.com slash Piper Aircraft. Welcome back to the Aero News Special Feature. Paul Plack here with Bob Miller. And we're talking about this idea that there are CFIs out there instructing sport pilots 
who are would not be qualified to instruct private pilots, and should the time spent with these CFIs be counted for someone who then steps up and goes on to the private pilot certificate or higher. Bob, I have to think that part of the reason that there even are sport pilot CFIs is economic. When this all got started, there was a great reluctance on the part of many established flight schools to add sport pilot instruction to their private pilot curriculum. There was seemed to be an idea that they'd be, they'd be cannibalizing their bread and butter um, product line. And so I think there are probably a lot of sport pilots who wound up learning to fly from sport pilot CFIs out of necessity because that's all that was available. You have a light sport aircraft on your flight line at Bob Miller Flight Training. Is there any reason for a lot of the instructors out there who may be part-time, part 61 instructors at this point to, to shy away from sport pilot instruction or can it be as profitable and sustaining as instructing private pilot candidates only? Oh, yeah. Uh, we only use full CFIs in our sport pilot program. We do not employ sport pilot CFIs. Now, this, our full-fledged CFIs, sure, it takes them a little bit of time to get comfortable in the sport aircraft, in the light sport aircraft. It's just like getting comfortable in a J3 Cub if you've only been flying Cessna 172s. It's so we give them a thorough checkout, give them lots of experience, and then it doesn't take long to master the skill set necessary to fly a light sport aircraft. Now, the instructors themselves get paid the same rate, the same hourly rate, regardless of what they're doing, whether they're teaching ground school or teaching in large airplanes or in sport airplanes. So it makes no difference to them what airplane they fly. In fact, my guys kind of like to fly the sport. They're fun airplanes to fly. I enjoy flying the sport airplanes, and I enjoy teaching them. So from a flight instructor perspective, it makes no difference. Now, I did early on consider hiring a sport pilot only instructor and then uh i had him sitting around uh for large portions of the day not really earning his keep because they just didn't have sport pilot customers and so what do i do with this guy you know i use him here maybe an hour there an hour whereas i had full cfis in the flight school if they were not teaching that one or two hours of sport they were certainly able to teach all of the private students that we had at the same time. I don't think it's so much an economic factor, Paul, as I do really a dilution of an already, and, and I know I'm quite outspoken on this, an already weak flight instruction community to, to take a person with less skills, both decision-making and aeronautical uh, and, and, and skill sets, and uh, uh, calling them uh, sports CFIs and putting them into the system to teach private pilots. I just think that's a dilution of an already weak system. And as I say this, please let me get this on the record. Uh, sport pilot uh, instructors are very good, the ones I know, at what they do, teaching sport. I, I've yet to see one come up to the standard that, that we set for our private pilots simply because they're not proficient it's some of the decision-making that we have to make as CFIs, and that is dealing with harsh weather, uh, low visibility, nighttime conditions, and changing weather patterns that are associated with longer cross-country flights. Well, Bob, if nothing else, we may have planted some seeds for thought. And if anybody wants to get in touch with us, uh, feel free to email me at paulp, P-A-U-L-P, at aero-news.net and maybe we'll have some emails to discuss in the future Bob I appreciate your thoughts on this and we will talk to you again next week thanks Bob 
Bob Miller has been my guest. You can sign up to receive Bob's free monthly email newsletter and find links to his flight school at overtheairwaves.com. You've been listening to a special feature from Aero News. Find us on the web at aero-news.net. I'm Paul Plack. Thanks for listening. Have a clear and unlimited day.